Welcome to Likes and the Other Stuff. My name is Snowgold and I will be your host. And today we are talking about Pokemon. So recently, depending on when this podcast gets posted, we got a Pokemon Direct to celebrate the 25th anniversary and hear about what upcoming games they'll be announcing. First of all, congrats to Pokemon and Game Freak for their 25 years and thank you for all the fun times and memories you brought us. And I look forward to what else you'll be sharing with us. I love Pokemon and have many fond memories of playing these games. So if you guys would allow me to, I would like to share my Pokemon journey with you. So the first game I've ever played was Pokemon Fire Red and I had a fun time exploring Kanto and seeing all the Pokemon available, going to beat the Elite Four, going to beat Gary. <laughs> but back then I think you, I, I named him something else. I just don't remember what it was at the time. I think I might've just stuck with Gary or Blue or something. One of the default names. But anyways, I enjoyed that game so much. I had siblings and my dad who would trade me their starters so that we could all have Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur. So good times with family and good memories playing Fire Red. So my next game was Emerald and you're probably thinking, oh, what? you didn't play Ruby or Sapphire? And yes, I did not because I was, I didn't have that game. But when Emerald did come out, I did play that and I think I got to Rayquaza, but I don't remember if I, completed the game. <laughs> that sounds really bad and I know I'm gonna probably go back to it one day but I do remember meeting Rayquaza and I don't know what happened after that. I guess my memories don't retain that far back. Flash forward to a couple years later and I'm given a new red DS and a copy of Pokemon Pearl. And let me just say I love the Sinnoh region and its Pokemon and I had a lot of fun playing Pearl and Platinum and did thoroughly enjoy going through the distortion world to beat Cyrus and catch Giratina while also beating Cynthia after all that. The center region I'm going to circle back to later. So anyways, we're gonna fast forward a year and we have Soul Silver and Heart Gold. To which I had Heart Gold and a new Pokewalker with a Pokemon that is now lost to time. I have no clue where it went and I'm really sad about that. To this day, I try to figure out what Pokemon could have been in there. I'm hoping it wasn't one of my like legendary Pokemon. <laughs> Anyways, this was the first time I went to the Johto region, but let me say I enjoyed the Johto region and stopping Team Rocket for the second time and being able to go back to Kanto was so amazing to me because I didn't expect that. And battling all the old gym leaders and like some new ones, that was an experience all in itself. I really enjoyed Soul Silver and Heart Gold because of the content that it provided. Also, let me just say, battling Red at the top of Mount Silver, amazing. <laughs> Fun times for me and my little traveling companion who would walk behind me. I'm really glad that they brought it back in Sword and Shield because, you know, having a Pokemon travel behind you is always fun to do. Anyways, fast forward to the Unova region in black and white on the DS. In all honesty, I know I didn't beat this game and I regret not doing that, but I plan to go back to the Unova region one day and catch everything. I think the reason for me not beating this game was that I wasn't feeling it or I wasn't really playing it because I was playing something else at the time on the Wii maybe, but I really do want to go back and try to beat the whole game. I know I did beat all eight gym leaders at least, but for the most part, I don't think I got through the Elite Four. But I still have the copy of the game, so I'm gonna go try later. <laughs> Moving forward, we're gonna talk about the Kalos region from Pokemon X and Y. And so this is when I came out of retirement from Hyrule and I enjoyed the weird team flare poses and their weird getups. 
<laughs> they were so orange, it was so funny. I also enjoyed helping that man get his flabebe back. Pretty sure I pronounced that wrong, but I have a habit of pronouncing Pokemon wrong. And it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed everything about Lumio City and the whole Kalos region. I liked that you could walk diagonally because that was the big joke back then. And the roller skate concept was pretty cool too. So moving forward a couple years, we're in the Hoenn region again. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire had just come out for the Nintendo 3DS, and since I didn't get a chance to play Ruby and Sapphire, I was pretty stoked. So I had a copy of Alpha Sapphire, and I had a lot of fun stopping Team Aqua from flooding the earth and, you know, catching Kyogre and saving the day, I guess. Great times. <laughs> and also, I got to you know, fight Steven as the champion, so that was great. And it was everything that I expected the remake to be because they stuck it pretty true to the story from what I was told. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm game. So I guess moving forward a couple years again, <laughs> we're just, we're just time traveling right now. So flash forward a couple years, as fun as that was, you know, experiencing the Hoenn region, I think I hit my stride with Pokemon when I played Sun and Moon. This was on the Nintendo 3DS too, and it, I had a copy of Pokemon Moon, and my friends and I laughed at all the references it made to Hawaii and other places that Alola is based off of because we were from there. We laughed at Team Skull's poses, and we knew something was off about the Aether Foundation. And all in all, Pokemon Sun and Moon was, you know, different. You didn't go through Pokemon gym battles, you went against island trials, and you would fight the totem Pokemon. But you know, overall, that was a good experience. And this was the one game that you actually did get to become the champion and stay the champion. You didn't have to go through the whole tournament over again just to claim your seat. Or you did, but you got to sit at the top and people would come to challenge you, which was great. I also did enjoy the whole side story with Lily and Nebby because honestly, Nebby was super cute. Everybody wanted a Nebby and <laughs> it was such a interesting Pokemon because it did evolve into Lunala and Sogaleo. So what was different about this game was that for some reason, at the time, we were all convinced that Sun and Moon was going to be the last game that Pokemon was going to release for a very long time. And not going to lie, everyone was bummed about it. Like, all my friends were like, oh my god, it's going to be like the last Pokemon game. I don't know why we thought this, but we were all pretty bummed. So I was like, you know what, if this is going to be the last game, I'm going to go all out. And this was the first time I actually went and collected every single Pokemon there was on the Alola region. I had my friend trade me her Pokemon from Pokemon Sun, so shout out to her. <laughs> and yeah, it was honestly such a good feeling. I could actually collect the shiny charm for once in my life. And you know, I did try to get shinies, but it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> so while we all thought that Sun and Moon was gonna be the end, the Switch came out and Pokemon Sword and Shield did too. Before I get to Sword and Shield, I would like to make a mention of Let's Go Pikachu. And I do in fact own the game. But I didn't finish it. <laughs> it's on my um, list of things to do. I am going to complete it and see what happens there. But I want to talk about the Galar region now. <laughs> so Pokemon Sword and Shield was the first game for Pokemon to come out with on the Switch. And it was so great because yay, new Pokemon game <laughs> in a new region with new Pokemon and some familiar old ones and some familiar old ones with new styles. So it was Overall, really fun, and I enjoyed everything about it. I would like to say that Wooloos were really cute, and I understand why everyone liked them a lot. <laughs> the Galar region was also fun because, you know, it was fun to do the whole gym challenge and 
And I loved the three rivals that you had in this game, but also I enjoyed stopping Chairman Rose from destroying the world with Eternatus and defeating the undefeated champion, Leon. I did also go and capture every Pokemon in the Galar region. Fast forwarding to the Isle of Armor update, you know, we got to meet martial arts master Mustard, and you also meet Clara who wants to be a gym leader but she cheated when she was battling you, so... Anyways, we got Kabu and we had to raise him up to like level 70 before we got to challenge Mustard for the next time. And honestly, it was so fun to just walk around and like try to raise this little kid. He's not even a little kid, he's like a little bear thingy that knows martial arts. The Pokemon there were also nice because it was nice to see some familiar faces like Baneeries and what else was there? Rotoms. You know, there was a lot of Sinnoh Pokemon there, but there was a lot of others too. And fast forwarding to the Crown Tundra, we got to meet Chairman Rose's doppelganger Peony and his daughter Nia who had me get involved with their family feud and then he made me go look for all the legends of the tundra by myself because he had to stay home and watch the base. <laughs> also, we got to see Professor Sonia again so I got the three legendary birds so far and the main legendary of the area but other than that I still got ways to go and that is my Pokemon journey so far. I know there's also tons of spin-off games such as the Mystery Dungeon games and mobile games which are all enjoyable and you know, I'm gonna talk about those in another video probably but this was just a like, I don't know if you would call it short recap but this is just a summary of all the games I've played from the main canon games, I guess you could say that. Anyways, I'm gonna circle back to the 25th anniversary special direct. And as I said earlier that they had their whole 25th anniversary celebration video and this means that we're getting new games. So one of the games is Pokemon Snap. This was a Nintendo 64 game, so this might be a sequel or a reboot to the game. But this is a game where you take pictures of Pokemon in their natural habitats and environments in the lentil region. This, by the way, I was immediately thinking of the soup, like lentil soup. <laughs> Anyways, I thought this was pretty great and I honestly do want to play it because I didn't get to play the Nintendo 64 one. So I've always heard great things about the game and I'm looking forward to it coming out later in April, I think. But the attention grabber of the show was this next part where after 15 years they decided to do a pokemon diamond and pearl remake let me tell you the unholy banshee scream that left my mouth as it was announced was only done twice in my life the other time is for another show they're making brilliant diamond and shining pearl for the switch and first off the models they used did make me laugh <laughs> the developers wanted to make the game stay true to its origin but it sort of reminds me of The Legend of Zelda's Link's Awakening where they did a chibi toy kind of thing. However, we can still run diagonal so that was pretty funny to look at. It's been about 15 years since I played Pokemon Pearl so let me just say I will be playing Shining Pearl again with my Sinnoh team reborn in HD. I'm actually pretty excited to get the basics back. I mean, as much as I love the overworld and underworld concept of Pokemon in the wild like they did with Sword and Shield, I guess in a way the game made it more surprising, where you didn't know what you would get or you could even bump into a legendary Pokemon in the grass. Also, I can't wait to see all the towns and the gym leaders again and beat Team Galactic all over again and see Champion Cynthia try to kick my butt with her Garchomp in HD. It's gonna be great. I also did enjoy Heart Home City's contests, so I'm hoping they bring that back because it was a lot of fun. 
And I hope they bring back poffins because you can make curry in the gallery region, so maybe they'll make poffins a thing. In a way, while I have seen many people a bit disappointed about the remake's design choices where they could have made it a bit more like the Hoenn remakes, I think the way that the production team did it, it's like their way of giving an ode to how it all started as a top-down RPG game. So in a way, I respect their decision and, you know, I think it's kind of cool. But overall, I remember playing Pokemon Pearl with fond memories and I can't wait to play it again. I'm super excited for late 2021. <laughs> oh wait, did I say that the attention grabber of the show was the Sinnoh remake announcements? Well, they were for like the 10 minutes it was airing. Pokemon really did a, oh you thought we were done and they proceeded to introduce us to something new. Something we really didn't get to do before. And it's to play RPG Pokemon open world sort of game in the ancient Sinnoh region in a game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. In this game, we are tasked to help the professor catch Pokemon to make the first Sinnoh Pokedex. So there's like Shinx walking around in the world and they're just, you know, chilling out, having a good time. Then all of a sudden you throw your Pokeball made out of wood and the box lock clasp. So basically you're using ancient Pokeball technology to catch these Pokemon. And it's honestly super funny to like think about. <laughs> the thing that amused me the most was that you didn't start with the usual Sinnoh starters such as Piplup, Chimchar, and Turtwig because those guys are roaming around in the field outside. So what's the point? The Pokemon they give you are the Pokemon that the professor found along the way to your base in the Sinnoh region. These Pokemon are Cyndaquil, Oshawott, and Rowlet. Let me first point out that the Sinnoh region is based on the northern region of Japan, and so the nearest regions to Sinnoh is the Hoenn region, the Kanto region, and the Johto region. So I know that Pokemon can pop up anywhere in like places and the Kanto Pokemon pop up in places like Alola, Unova. So it's possible, but just bear with me for a second. <laughs> the trailer said the professor had picked up these little guys along the way. So yes, this makes sense for Cyndaquil because the cutie is based in Johto, which is the downward region of Japan. So he could have just went north from the Johto region to the Sinnoh region. But with that in mind, if we were to say that the starter Pokemon were exclusive to the region you receive them in, that means that the professor would have had to take a boat to the Alola region, which is a set of islands that's based on the Hawaiian islands, and the Unova region, which is based on New York from the United States. So the professor probably started in the Unova region, picked up an Oshawott, and then took a boat down to the Alola region to get a Rallet, and then went back to Japan to the Johto region to grab a Cyndaquil and went north from there. I just think that it would have been so funny for the professor to have taken a long journey to grab these three Pokemon from different regions to bring them back to the Sinnoh region. If this professor was Rowan's great-great-great-grandfather, then I totally understand because it's Professor Rowan. Though it probably makes sense that this professor could have picked up these three Pokemon from the same region as we have seen in both games and in the anime, that Kanto Pokemon have appeared in the Unova region and other regions that aren't on the same continent. Also, some people have noted that these Pokemon evolve into a Samurai, which is an Oshawott, an Archer, that is Rowlet, and a Typhlosion, which people are still a bit unsure about, but people have speculated it's like a cannon, which I think is hilarious. So these three starter Pokemon are pretty fun choices since we haven't seen them for a long time and some longer than others. Another fun concept that popped up into speculation is the fighting mechanic of Pokemon Legends. So it looks like that you can still battle with Pokemon you've caught through its four moves, but people have speculated that it's not turn-based. 
this would be something new. And the funny thing that people have thought too is that when you run out of Pokemon, then you'll be the one receiving damage. So this is the first game where the trainer can get hit by things like flamethrower, but that's okay because we got the jump roll to get by. By the way, did I mention that we also look like ninjas? And I think that's great. Also, the best part is that we could potentially throw hands with Arceus since that's what the game is advertising by calling it Legends Arceus. If I also may go on a bit of a tangent here, as a kid, I never watched the Arceus movie and never heard anyone say Arceus before. So until the direct, I thought it was pronounced Arceus like ice. But no, I have been informed that it's pronounced Arceus. That's happened on more than one account as I used to call Lugia Lugia and Rayquaza Rayquaza. But after looking it up, many people have been pronouncing it in different ways too, so I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> Anyways, I'm pretty happy they're making this game because as a kid, I wasn't able to get Arceus due to not having action replay till later, and I guess I just never got it. But I'm also hoping they put in other Pokemon such as Shaman and Darkrai because I love those guys too. And the idea that you're possibly going to get more backstory lore into the world of Pokemon is kind of exciting since we're back in the past before even the Sinnoh Pokedex was made. I might seem a bit overzealous over Pokemon, but I love hearing more about the worlds and stories that I've grown an attachment to. Overall, Pokemon is a game franchise that I've grown up with and followed most of the Pokemon content to the best of my abilities. I kind of want to watch the new animated series since it seems like they're traveling around the world and they're seeing all sorts of Pokemon. Plus I saw someone has a Yamper and the dog Pokemons are my favorite. I tend to have some kind of dog on my team and if they don't have a dog Pokemon, I will put an evolution on it in case. Because even though Eevee is kind of like a fox cat dog hybrid, it's still, you know, like a dog. I love them. And I hope I can catch a dog Pokemon in Legends Arceus, but even if I don't, I'll figure out some team somehow. I'm super excited for all the Pokemon games coming out, and I'm excited to relive my memories and play through new ones, and I hope you guys will too. If you want, I mean, if you plan to play. Well, that's it for the show. I hope you guys had a fun time listening to me rant about Pokemon. <laughs> I appreciate you guys stopping by and listening to what I had to say, and I hope you had a great time. Have a great rest of your day, guys. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.